I say, an audio cast for sensible people. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Duffercast. Episode 8. Half Danish, half cowboy. Now, Paul. Dave. Do you remember <clears throat> when we first started, uh, we had a bit of um, feedback from um, Tinap saying how thee and me sounded so similar they couldn't tell us apart? I do remember that, yes. Well, bearing in mind I'm not actually looking at the machine that's running Mumble, I'm already having that problem between um, Inseus and Thuru. Oh, good. Confusion for everyone. Hmm. Well, let's yeah, just well, say that anyone who has that problem is some kind of racist, and then leave it at that. <laughs> yes, but we're catering for the full, for the full range of racists here now. Oh, I never thought about that. I mean, in in my defence, we are talking about neighbouring countries, aren't we? I think so. Yep. Yes. Uh, I don't is... care so long as nobody speaks in a Northern Ireland accent. I'm all right. Uh, okay. Uh, we are six people starting on time. I think that happened maybe the first episode. I think I need to lie down. I mean, after that. <laughs> well, come on. What, whatever could happen next, we could introduce ourselves. Oh, don't be silly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's let Kim introduce himself first. So I'm Kim, also known as Thiru, just so NY Bill knows who is talking. And I'm Chocolum, also known as Gavin. I'm Inskius, also known as Michael. And I'm Andrew, also known as McNallu. I'm Paul, also known as Expat Paul. And I'm Dave, and for some reason I always go last. You're the love bug. Yeah, yeah that, that, that's the reason, yes, absolutely. Do you have a t-shirt with the number 53 on? Do you know, I don't. But that's, ah. not, where, that's not where the name came from. Aha. Uh-huh. Really? I, 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 I Oh, sorry, you go. No, I, I didn't get the reference. 53, is that some kind of weird chat-up line? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's Herbie, the, Herbie the love bug. Oh, uh, Herbie, uh, and, yes. Andrew, Andrew, what kind of chat-up line are we talking about? How's about a 53 NLO, you 16? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, maybe there's, like, you know, some people are very obsessed with numbers and numerology, maybe. And those oh, circles, I see, I, I see. I think Andrew is flirting with the cars. Oh, Flirting with the cores, well, I can understand. Yes, I'm not sure. The cores, now they're an Irish band with two sisters and, yes. and, a, and a, some other guy, I think, that nobody ever remembers. <laughs> <laughs> so, big welcome to Kim, who is our first guest ever. Our first successful guest ever. Yeah, we tried a few times before. Yes, and there's a, a patio not far from me where we've buried their bodies. <laughs> <laughs> and, and has anybody told Kim the good news? Is it 53? <laughs> that he's famous? No, 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 no. We let the guests write the show notes. Oh, no. And edit the audio. <laughs> there will be a long time before this one gets out then. <laughs> Don't worry, we have form. <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, I hold record for that one currently. I think it's six months, isn't it? Christmas <laughs> special, Christmas special, August. <laughs> Outsourcing, that's what I call it. Delegation. No, seriously, Kim, thank you for joining us. It's, it's very kind of you to, to, to join no us, old duffers, a young duffer like you. 
I was going to say you're going to have to you're going to have to present your Duffer credentials. Well, next time I'll be uh, the answer to the universe, life, and everything. Oh, now Andrew, does that mean you're not the younger one on the this show? Well, let's see, 1972 in the year 2014. Uh, I'm um, well, I'm 42. Uh, so yes. Wow, Andrew, you're the answer to everything. Uh, as am I at the moment, just pointing that out. We can write, redirect all questions to you too, then. No. We have actually started with the introduction today. That must be the end of the show now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't worry, Gavin can fix it in the edit. <laughs> yeah, no, thank, thank you very much. Now, <clears throat> I suppose I should ask the question, it, is now the appropriate time to mention horses' asses? What if it flicks your switch? I, I don't mind. I'm surprised. I, I thought that reference would have been picked up by at least one person um, uh, yeah, with this. Horses, arses. Sounds good. Well, is that not the name of a place in Denmark? Uh, no. <laughs> I've got the feeling those are English words, Dave, so doesn't comes a huge surprise that Denmark doesn't have a place called that. Welcome to the Geography <laughs> Podcast. <laughs> so there's, there's no place called Horsens Aarhus? Ah, see, uh, if you were to pronounce it right, uh, there would be uh, a place called Aarhus, where I live. And a bit further south, there's a place called Horsens, where, where, well, where some people live. So you obviously don't remember the time that I referred on... Uh, no, another award-winning podcast. I mentioned the phrase um, "horses' ass." Uh, well, I, yes, I, I remember now. <laughs> but, but remember, I'm I'm getting a bit old, so uh, yeah, well, memory and stuff. So I have to okay. correct you there, Dave. Um, you said other award-winning podcast. We haven't won an award. No, but there is more than one award-winning podcast beyond this one that Out isn't there in the world somewhere. Well, this this show has won an award. I just. We've not been presented with it yet. It's just a very small award, is it? Yes, microscopic. Have you been fiddling with the lawnmower again? I thought that was Andrew's job. Well, that lawnmower is long gone. Although, of course, these temperable, temperable, <laughs> temperable. <laughs> <laughs> I see. That. Who's, who said I should have a beer before the show began? That's where the fun hey. starts. I'm going to have to add Sandy Toxvig to the uh, show notes. Will she be a guest too someday? She's old enough to be, I suppose. Well, she's hope. Danish or half Danish. You, no, she's, she's, she's Danish. Brilliant. Yeah, she's, she's Danish. a brilliant guest. She would be awesome to have on the show. Well, I, I think uh, Kim's pretty good, to be fair. I mean, let's, let's not get too fussy about which Danish person we have on. <laughs> <laughs> what about Kevin Bacon? Is he Danish? Oh, sorry, oh, about sorry, about sorry, about Danish. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> <sighs> Anyhow, I, well, I saw Morton sent out this picture um, on another um, social network of the Swedish Queen at, uh, or not, not the Swedish, the Danish Queen. The Danish Queen. The Danish Queen at some sporting event. And then the, the uh, UK Queen, Queen of England, well, Queen of the United Kingdom. Um, and she, one was totally somber and the other was, um, you know, really going for it. Ooh, what was she going for? Purring. <laughs> <laughs> So, are we going to follow the show notes, or are we? They're a vague guideline. 
Yeah, so we now have to insult the people who have uh, donated to us. Has anybody got any good insults for Finnish people? They have an excellent teaching system, the best in the world, apparently. That's not very insulting. No, no it isn't, is it? Unless you hate teaching. I suppose we should elaborate and say thank you very much to Mats for that. And am I right in thinking that... Um, this is this is like a bridge to the next thing in the show notes, if I'm not getting ahead of myself. But am I right in thinking that uh, um, Inskius and Sazius met in person, the two Latin-named Scandinavians? And Theroux. Oh, oh, all three of you. There was a Scandinavian gathering of the Duffers. Well, I don't know. I don't think Mats is a Duffer yet. but uh, He hasn't reached Dufferhood? My goodness. Maybe, maybe not. I'm not quite sure. Uh, I don't think so, but but this show will be around for years and years and years, so... It only seems like that. <laughs> so did you perform the test on him when you met him in person? Uh, what test? Mm, no. Maybe. Well, it's a, a bit like the one that they just did in the comment. What you do is you drop a washing machine on top of them and then fire a harpoon. And then you drill into them to, to, to see what's inside. And if they don't move out the, out of the way fast enough, then they're a duffer. Yeah, that's about the size of it. Okay. Is that what like astronomers do? It is, and we'll come to that later in the show. It's usually not as complicated as that for astronomers. But no, <laughs> seriously, let, let, let's thank um, Mats for his uh, generous flatter donation and for his um, advice about fixing the flatter button. I'm not sure we've actually done that, but, but we might. You know, if we if we get around to it, we might fix the flatter button. Is that why when I look at the page, sometimes it just says error in red letters where the flatter button should be? That would be what he was referring to, I would assume, yes. Yeah, I had diagnosed that as an error. I got that far. Oh, well done. But you know, another funny thing I noticed on FragDev, it has, if you want an invite, and then it, but immediate, immediately below it, it says, flatter us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think um, the the, um, the 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 venerable at Windigo who hosts myself and your good self, Gavin, on micro.fragdev.org mm-hmm. uh, and KV actually. Um, I think he put the flat to the button there at my request, so I could flatter him because I felt he was running the server for you know that I was using very heavily, uh, and I felt there there should be a way I should flatter him. So that, that's how it ended up there. Did we have any other feedback? I don't think so, but, um, you know... I... We're hoping every episode... <laughs> Somebody might accidentally write to us. Yes. Well, let me let me check the group uh, on my phone and see if anyone has said anything. That's what I... Uh, that's the only way I'll remember it, because I can't rely on my actual memory. Maybe someday Question will write to us. Oh, I don't know if you noticed, but in the, was it last Tux Jam or recent Tux Jam... Uh, Kevy included a track that was recommended to us by uh, at question. So we had a bot recommending a music track. <laughs> yeah, I heard that. That was brilliant. I think I'm the only one that doesn't really like bots. Yeah, well, I'm sorry that's um, you know heresy, but but I don't really like robots. Well, all robots. Well, but... Fediverse robots. Sorry, sorry, Paul. I was just going to ask you if you're a robotist. <laughs> <laughs> 
I, I find it depends on the bot in question. Some of them are quite amusing, but some of them can be a little bit too verbose, and then it gets, yeah, then it becomes too much. Oh, I have got looked through, I've searched through for tags in the in the GNU Social Fediverse, and I found, I didn't realize this, but uh, talking about bots, X11R5, who's a bot uh, in the Fediverse, um, has referred to us twice. Uh, on the first occasion, um, he, oh, yeah, it's, it's our it's our special guest Theru. He says, if uh, at Theru, if I to the next Duffercast reception, which I'm enjoying, though it's hard since we only know it's early. That's what he said. And then later on, this is about four, uh, that was six months ago, and four months ago, he said at LNXW37, uh, LNXWald37, maybe Duffercast should have read all the mailing lists that I'm all for tip of a week, which actually probably is proving Gavin's point that, that some of their dents are a bit weird. But sometimes it's spot on as well, uh, which is always uh, quite amusing. Yes, yeah, very much so. Well, we could take that first one as a prescient uh, example, sorry, example a, a, a prescient dent in that X11R5 was predicting that you would be on the show. But shouldn't it be Oracle that uh, predicted that? Oh, yes, that's a good point. Uh, well, qu- question probably. Doesn't the question live on the Oracle something.com? Yeah, skilled tests, I think it is. Oh, hang on, I found feedback in the last episode. It says, regarding latest Duffercast, the Greens in Finland have been in government several times as well, uh, around 79% support. And that was in reaction to something that Inskius said, and that was, that's our good friend Sazius, who we mentioned earlier. Oh, yes, I remember that now. So they're members of parliament in the um, in the Swedish parliament? Members of the Green Party in the Swedish parliament. Yeah, they've been in the parliament for 30 years or about, but they're in government now too. Yeah, so that's what you're saying, yeah. Yeah, Greens in Finland have been in government, yeah. Yeah. And just to change it slightly, what about Denmark? Are the Greens in government in Denmark? Uh, we don't have any. Well, we, we sort of do, but uh, they're with the, the communists and, yeah, well only uh, very very lefties well nothing like that in hungary here nothing as uh, advanced as that yes i saw you post the link uh what do you call it orbanistan is that what you called it yeah the one you know, the hungarian prime ministers is called uh, uh victor orban or in hungarian they always say orban victor names are backwards and uh, so the joke is um orbanistan or the funny one i saw today was uh, putin's mini me <laughs> I saw a short article somewhere about him randomly um, taxing stuff like supermarkets and you know, God knows what else. You know, there's some bizarre things that, 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 yeah. that are going on. They're, they're increasing the tax on soap. They increase the tax on plastic flowers, which is bizarre because they did it just before the kind of All Saints Day. And All Saints Day is where people go to the cemetery and you know, put flowers, real flowers, or, or whatever, whatever they can on graves. Um, um, and they did this just prior to that day, so it was kind of like uh, tone deaf. Isn't that almost anti-populist then? Well, you you can argue that, but you know, we can go into Hungarian politics maybe later on. But it's been a it's been an interesting it's been an interesting few weeks here. But you don't have to pay the the internet tax. 
No, we don't have to pay the internet tax. And, and that's a really kind of interesting thing because, you know, my first reaction was they got their numbers wrong. You know, somebody got it wrong by a factor of 10. If they had have charged, you know, what they wanted to charge instead of, I think it was 150 forints per gigabyte, if they had have charged 15 forints per gigabyte, it wouldn't have been such a big row. Um, but they got it wrong. And then they attacked this very um, highly vocal and, um, yeah, or, or, organization of people or a group of people that, that could organize themselves and go onto the streets. Uh, and they were apolitical before. Now, you're going to set me off here, but, uh, you know, they attacked the wrong group of people here, this apolitical people, uh, apolitical group of people or people that couldn't be arsed voting, might be another way of saying it. Um, and then they went out in the streets. Well, at least I've got more people engaged in politics, then. Well, yeah, um, you can argue. Uh, yeah, well. it's, a, it's a bit of a kleptocracy here, you know. It's, 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 um, yeah. Corruption is rife. That's not a bit of a mess, to be honest. Mr. Lovebug has returned. Yeah, I'm not quite sure what happened there, uh, because I got completely kicked off the mumble, but everything else was working. Every other internet connectivity was fine, but I just couldn't connect to mumble, so weird. That's weird. That is your server as well, isn't it? Hmm. Precisely. So I, I I don't know what's going on. So are we? Uh, um, we we have written up this FS cons in the show notes. So since both me and Kim were there, maybe we could say something about it. I yeah, think please, we, please we do. Took... I, I was trying to introduce it earlier on, and then somehow we ended up in Hungary. Well, it's always like that. <laughs> Uh, so I think we mentioned it last episode, the FSCONS, so FSCONS, and I still don't remember exactly what it stands for, free software, culture, uh, or something. Something, something, something. Yeah, so it's every year, and this was my second time. I was there five years ago, actually, and Mats or Celsius. I think he's been there every year for the past few years. So, and yeah, Kim, that was sure. your first time, or uh, this was my first time uh, at FSCons. Uh, I normally I go to Ock Camp, but this year I thought I might go to there. And where was it held this year? Well, it was. Uh, it usually uh, it's held in uh, Gothenburg uh, at one of the uh, universities, I think. Yeah, it's always in Gothenburg. So it was maybe, I don't know how many people that were there, two, three hundred? Yeah, I think uh, maybe two, three hundred. Uh, I think uh, Matt said it, uh, it was a bit smaller this year, but uh, it was right. Yeah, and there was, I think, uh, we talked about the last episode uh, about the language, and I think all talks are in English, actually. Luckily. Yeah. Uh, I, might, I might just be able to understand that then. What'd you say? What? I think they actually uh, they recorded most of the episodes, so uh, uh, they're probably going to publish them. So, so what was the focus of, of 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 this event? Was it software? Was it bigger than software? What was it? Yeah, there was different. I think it's four parallel tracks. So uh, there is both about like soft free software and uh, free culture. Mostly a software, I think, or IT. So is it that dissimilar to something like Ogcamp? Yeah, but Ogcamp is mostly a bar camp. Uh, 
this was uh, this isn't really a, a bar camp, although you have a bit of a bar camp there. Oh, so the tracks are scheduled? Uh, yes. Uh, I was there only, it's Friday, or from Friday evening to Sunday evening, and I was only there on Saturday, so, but I think we missed one or two uh, speeches or sessions because we sat in the cafeteria talking. <laughs> it's all about the hallway cracks. Uh, I'm not really into all those different talks because, yeah, well, who cares? <laughs> yeah, I used to notice that people would go to conferences, uh, academic conferences, and then uh, and then the, the talks were never nearly as well attended as, say, the conference dinner was. Yeah, the bar camp got my attention. Well, because it has a bar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't. You, you always want the camp, but it doesn't mean you mince around the bar. <laughs> well, if you must, if you must. Well, you can, I suppose. But yeah. so, any of the three of you uh, giving talks? Well, uh, MMN, uh, like the guy who uh, maintains uh, GNU Social, uh, gave a talk. Uh, and was it about GNU Social? Uh, yes. Oh, and did he say, were there any revelations or anything that's worth noting about the future of GNU Social from that? Um, uh, he was mostly talking. Um, there was also uh, uh, a guy from uh, Poland, uh, Rysik, I think he's called. Uh, he was talking about, uh, yeah, well, the, the different uh, free software things not talking together, like um, Diaspora and... Uh, What's it called? Red and uh, uh, Pump.io and uh, GNU Social. Ah, yes. I think I, he had a, his avatar was some kind of psychedelic version of Marlon Brando. Is that right? Uh, I don't think it's on the uh, any GNU Social right now. I think it's just on um, on Diaspora. But uh, yeah, I can't remember his uh, avatar. Yeah, I, I was because uh, I think it was uh, spelled R Y S I E K, and I'm pretty sure it was this weird psychedelic Marlon Brando. Uh, yes, what, yes. Uh, back from uh, back. This is back in the pre um, uh, Pompeo days. Identica days, or the the original Identica. Exactly. Yes, and also on that su subject, actually, um, Sazius has an excellent blog post where he discusses that topic. I think in response to seeing the talks uh, at FSCons about uh, the, you know, I think his, his, his argument was basically hanging on, waiting for the perfect standard or protocol uh, that we should just work in getting things connected up practically right now. I think that was the sort of thrust of it. Yeah, I think uh, he, he was probably the only one who really was using uh, Pompeo at the uh, conference. So uh, he was just sort of like trying to, uh, to get that to work with the other ones. Um.
We usually have quite long pauses that is not... Uh, you can't hear it on the edited <laughs> published versions. Don't be alarmed, they will be removed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I suppose we have to wait for time, uh, for the time it takes for our brains to engage in the different gears because we've all got mechanical brains at our age. I have a Babbage. steam-powered brain. Ex-Paul Babbage. Mm-hmm. Does steam come out your ears when you get overloaded? <laughs> Frequently, yes. That's quite cool. So I think my family needs to see that, you know, because they don't seem to realise when I'm become overloaded and exceeding my capacity to do stuff. But if steam actually came literally out my ears, then they wouldn't <laughs> realise. Yeah, then they all know to leave you alone for a little bit. <clears throat> Paul, were you like a steampunk rocker when you were young? Um, no, not really. <laughs> More just the steam. Well, steaming in Glasgow means drunk. I don't know, does it mean that in, in, in Belfast? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes, it would. Aye. It would mean it would mean the same in Belfast, though. I, I saw you mentioning earlier in the week, and for some reason it set me off, um, um, Andrew, when you were talking about um, greeting, the word greeting in, in Glasgow. Um, Meaning, meaning to cry or to whine was that was that what it means in Glasgow? Really? Yes, yes, it was. I think that it was in the Fediverse um, encycle. E N C Y C L or Charles Roth had said good greetings or something like that, and I pointed <laughs> out that that meant greeting to greet means to cry in Glasgow, but it doesn't mean that in Belfast. Oh no, no, in, in Belfast to gurn, you know, gurn like in England would be to pull a face. But um, in in Northern Ireland, to gurn means to um, whine or to cry. You, usually for a child, you know. Usually it's, it's to a small child, you, you you say that. Ah, right. Okay. So, but greeting doesn't have the same meaning, which is an interesting departure between the two cities. Now, what other glorious topics do we have on our list? Uh, ten things not to say to a sweet. Oh yes, this was brilliant. This was this. I can't remember who raised this, but some some genius posted posted this on on uh, was, on the Fediverse. Who was it? It was Kuro, I think. Well done. Yes. Go on, tell us more about it. How about your turnip? No, 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 no. This this is this is you know stereotypical things to say about Swede people. You know, like about the, the Swedish chef. Um, <laughs> oh, and hardy gardy. All, all those sorts of things, <laughs> trying to be terribly stereotypical. Oh, I love so, your cheese in your Alps. Uh, well, yeah, mistaking Sweden for Switzerland is <laughs> it's quite common. Or used to. <laughs> I, 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 I have, um, um, yes, I've heard that quite a few times, at least uh, before. I'm not, not in recent years, but uh, I was I can tell you something about that that's kind of related. And it was I was out uh, traveling backpacking like around the globe in 1986. And uh, our prime minister was murdered on the street. Uh, Olof Palme is probably the most famous politician in Sweden ever. And it's not, it's never been solved, actually. It's, it's the world's biggest uh, police investigation, I think. But anyway, um, we I was out in, let's, 
Uh, I was in Australia, yeah. And then I heard a rumor, somebody told me like, yeah, well, your prime minister was shot. And I thought that's not, that's unthinkable. Or I think you, I, you must have mixed Sweden with Switzerland. <laughs> so uh, me and my traveling friends, we didn't really believe that. And I, I, maybe we didn't have uh, access to newspaper or I'm not sure. So it actually took like two, three days when somebody of us had phoned home. Well, we didn't have any internet back then, of course. And uh, and then he said, like, my God, it actually happened. <laughs> so it was kind of, uh, well, it was a bit, it was a sad story. So, but it was Sweden and Switzerland. So I kind of assumed people mixed us up. But Sweden and Switzerland are not very alike. No, uh, the only thing they have in common is the start with the same two letters yes. yeah but then nobody mixes sweden up with swaziland do they well somewhere maybe <laughs> yeah but there's people that mix up austria with australia you know that always amazes me yeah they're all foreigners <laughs> <laughs> full of foreigners the other ones the australians and the austrians and the swedes and what were these newspaper things? They were early tablets, were they? Yes, yes. Uh, um, it, was, uh, it was expensive to be in contact with home. So I phoned home uh, once a month, uh, three minutes. And nowadays people are worried that they, you know, they go like one hour somewhere around the globe and, on, and they don't have access to internet. It's kind of... It's changed a lot. Yeah, I remember the first time I was in Australia. You called home and it cost like uh, uh, 20 Danish crowns a minute. Um, three pounds, I think, a minute. Yeah, it was very expensive. Whew, that, is, that is quite a lot. My, my wife told me that when, when she was um, a teenager, she went to Bulgaria. And um, they, her and her friends went to Bulgaria. And you know, they had no contact whatsoever. So they, they left Hungary, went to Bulgaria, sent postcards from Bulgaria, you know, went by train, came back by train, and arrived back before the, the postcards arrived. So the, the parents had absolutely zero contact with the children. <laughs> yeah, I tried that as well, uh, traveling in Asia. And uh, you get back home, and uh, two weeks later, your postcards arrived. Well, I suppose you can send yourself a postcard then, because that would be quite nice. Well, we do have the postcard um, club, and thank you, Kim. I, I have I have beside me here a, a postcard from uh, Legoland. Yeah, I sometimes go abroad. Well, my favourite's the Legoland one. <laughs> Legoland, so uh, I go abroad to Legoland um, just to uh, irritate uh, land in Danish is a country, so Lego country. You would actually translate it to. Uh huh. Us ignorant foreigners. Okay. Now we know. Yes. And also, I have to remember to press a button when I laugh, otherwise, nobody will hear it. I guess that actually happens quite a lot with push to talk, doesn't it? Push to laugh. <laughs> so you can't laugh unless you push that. Was that, or did I misunderstand that? Well, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, well, you can't. You can't hear me laugh if unless I press the button. That's what I meant. <laughs> I wish I had a button that you pressed and it made me laugh. 
<laughs> last episode when when you purred like the queen and then a bit later <laughs> some, how does the swedish king sound and i i tried but i had pushed to talk so i had it off and i tried to make and somebody said like an elk or something and i tried to figure out how to make a sound but i had my i had the push to talk off and but Every time I, I tried to make a sound, I started to laugh so much, so I couldn't, I, I couldn't make any sound. <laughs> I totally failed that one. Sorry. Okay. Well, let's find out what the King of Sweden's balls would sound like. No, no, I want hardy, to know what hardy. A, <laughs> I want to know what an elk sounds like. Uh, okay. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Wait, they just say, okay. <laughs> Uh, I'm not. Sure I've seen elk many times, but um, I'm not sure I've heard them make any sound. I suppose it's some kind of, uh, I don't know, not cow, but they're pretty big animals. So I suppose What's it's this the, insert sound from YouTube. Yeah, maybe we can have a like. There is a Creative Commons elk sound. We should invite well, our listeners to, uh, to to respond to us with an audio recording of what they think an elk sounds like. That's a brilliant idea. Yeah, and we'll feature you in the next show, and the person with the best elk sound will get... Uh, Laughed in- at. Yeah, and insulted. Humiliated. And get a flatter. Or, uh, sorry, have to flatter us too. Yes, yes. That's the price. I was thinking this with the postcard taking time. I remember when I was out traveling, this was in the 80s, and sending home parcels with stuff and uh, I bought or so. And it's, you could have like surface mail. Does that ever ex- even exist anymore? Like ship mail or... I asked the uh, stuff with uh, ship mail. It took, took like four months to get home. Yeah, we certainly do have shit mail in uh, the UK. <laughs> Kim, when was that? Was that recently, or? Um, well, depends on your stance of recently. That was in uh, the early nineties. Ah, yeah. I sent one to. I think the worst one took almost six months, actually. But uh, I wonder how it is nowadays. Because you couldn't send parcels with airmail. That would have been very expensive. Yeah, I yeah. don't know nowadays. Uh, when I travel now, I don't send stuff back. I just chug it out. Are, are we going through all this, what you're not supposed to say to a Swede? Well, I wanted to mention number five, which is um, how much do you earn? Now, I thought that was strange because I just before I read this, I had seen an article about how it was a big no-no to ask that question uh, in Britain and how the Brits were peculiarly sensitive to it. So I thought it was strange that that was also um, highlighted as being a big no-no in Sweden. But is it not a big no-no everywhere? Or are there places where people like to talk freely about how much they earn? A good question. Well, so we'll do a bit of a round robin and, and all state how much uh, we earn uh, on the Duffercast, shall we? Up you go, then. I don't earn enough. <laughs> well, let's start off with the Duffercast. What are our flatters to date? Well, okay, so the answer is we don't know. We have I'm, no I'm, idea. I'm, <laughs> I'm just having a look now. I think we are, in, and it could be somewhere north of one or two uh, euro cents uh, per 
month. Purr, purr. <laughs> now you're back at the purr again. It's purr every episode. Well, we could run one or two. Maybe we could get a euro per purr. We have received <laughs> 33 flatters since we started. Wow. You and we made half of them. And that's from six people. And, and how I, many of them are not And us? I have the names of five of those. Go on then. Do you think we should call people out? Well, don't we thank people? Is that not what we usually do? I suppose we should do. Um, well, two, two of them are from our own, so um, <laughs> that, leaves, that leaves three. Presumably that's just us trying to set it up and, <laughs> not to, <laughs> and misclicking quite a lot. It, it's, it's, it's a, um, uh, a process called baiting the bowl that, you know, people will only flatter us if there's something they're all ready to flatter. Ah, yes, nah. I see the old, the old yes. busker trick. Indeed, yes. Um, so, yes, okay, so the, the, the people other than ourselves who have flattered us, that sounds so wrong, are Sazius, Johan V, and our special guest today, through. Well, thank uh-huh. you all. Indeed. Yeah. Thank you. We have yeah. three well, friends, at least. Feel so popular now. Yeah, and that's of course not assuming that we're friends with each other. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like to know what our most flattered entity is? Go on, then. Our about page. <laughs> oh, is it? <laughs> oh, it is, it is a cracking about page. I never looked at it. Let me go and have a look at it. Duffercast.org slash about. That is the most flattered entity on our entire present web presence. Our second most because flattered. the uh, flatter button works on that one. Yes. Our second most flattered was um, episode zero. Hang on. And it's by, down by, from there. By works, you mean it's, it's bright red with error written in it. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's what it appears to me as. Do you know, I saw that the other day. However, we have received flatters recently, so oh, it says error. But if you hover over it, it actually says that three people have... Flattered it, so... I don't know. It says three people have flattered it, but lists only two. That's clever, that is. Someone has stolen a flatter. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and and the two people are you, Dave, and Mikhail. So essentially that means, I think we've covered this before, but that means that we're actually donating to flatter. (laughs) Yeah, I I flattered just so that you wouldn't fire me. No, we wouldn't do that. Well, we wouldn't tell you, obviously. We'd just <laughs> quietly edit you out. That's, that's, that's the way we do it, isn't it? That would be a weird experience. Hear an episode and be present at the recording and then <laughs> <laughs> not being in the recording. Yeah, but if you did, uh, of all the many interesting and funny things that you do say, we would re-record that on a new track with the re- one of the other, others voicing it and take the credit for all the interesting and amusing things you said. Except the actuallys. Oh, I don't know. I mean, that's where the actuallys are quite good. I actually hadn't noticed any actuallys. Becoming a trademark. Must be. up came out feel like going home now 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 feels and turns to luck words aren't making it it seems we're past-
So, is it uh, time for a funny sound? Yeah, I, I, I found this device, which I will try to demonstrate, if you can bear with me. So, um, there is nowhere, no, no way on earth that you're going to guess. So, like, you, you'll have to ask me questions, but uh, let me try to get this thing to work. Okay. I it think, sounds weird. I think I know what that might be. He says overconfidently, knowing he's probably going to be wrong. Is it one of these things that has a handle at each end, connected by a string and a strange flexible plastic in the middle, and as you pull and release it, it spins round and makes that noise? There is no plastic whatsoever involved. And it's not a body part? No, no. It sounds like an underpowered vacuum cleaner. <laughs> it's not a body part. Is it something to do with surgery on your body that went wrong? <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, 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 no. Is it one of those long, thin slats of wood that you have on a string that you whiz around your head and it makes like a whistling noise? Okay, if, I, if I'm generous, that's a little bit closer. I was thinking, I'm not sure if Dave or what Dave and Andrew said, but I was thinking of like what you call a bull roarer. Or was that what you said? I've never heard that word before in my life. No, I, I definitely didn't say that. Your Honor. Uh, it's like you have a string and then there is a kind of a, like cylinder or something and then you just turn it so it makes like a big circle in the air and uh, it, it it makes kind of like a wing sound. I think that's what I said, yeah, kind of. Yeah, okay. That was slightly different to what Andrew was on about. You're getting there a, li a little bit, you know. Let me do it again. Just is, is it so designed as a noisemaker? It's, 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 um, yeah, it's, it's more of a... Um, a children's toy, and it's it's all kind of very natural things involved in it. Let me try again. So this time slowly, mm. quicker. Mm. 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 Are you blowing into it? No, 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 no. No, I think it is. The, I think the whirling something around on a piece of string seems to be the closest we've got. Is it homemade? Oh, go on, tell us. I'm very intrigued by this thing. Maybe he got stuck in the thread now or something. <laughs> <laughs> it's wrapped around his neck and he's struggling <laughs> for breath. <laughs> and there's yeah, nothing right, we could right, do. Right. <laughs> I was talking and, and, and not being heard. So anyway, <laughs> ah. um, what it is is um, a children's toy which is made out of if you try to imagine two parallel strings with little wooden bits on either end, and then in the middle there's this wooden thing that has four shells of uh, walnuts, so the outside shells of walnuts, and each of those has a hole, a hole drilled, drilled into them. Um, and what you do is you, you to, to kind of prime the device, you spin it round and round and round. That's only to prime it. And then you pull the two ends, and of course, you know, the two parallel strings are, are, are twisted together and they tend to you know, straighten themselves out. And uh, that spins the thing rapidly and you get that whistling sound. I think Andrew should get the point for that because I think that's what he meant. Yeah, I didn't get the walnuts. Uh, uh, I had a, something very similar to that, except it was plastic instead of walnuts. Yeah. So there you go. That, 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 that was a, a little, I'll, I'll take a picture of it and um, send it. Marvellous. Thank you very much. I enjoyed that. 
Anyone else have a sound to guess? I don't have any. If this thing makes some noise. I don't think you're going to hear this. We did. Yeah, yeah, heard something. Um, sort of a dunk, dung sound. Not dung, but dunk sound. Oh, wow, that's awesome. Ooh, that was good. One, one seemed to have an echo on it. Some kind of bottle? It's, it's two actions, so action one, and then the opposing action. That sounds like a bottle, you know. That's a kind of a, going to say, a cavity. Oh, like like if I put my finger in it and and then pull it out and it goes bong kind of thing. Uh-huh. Yeah, no. It sounds like a, a membrane, you know, like something like a tub or. Ah, uh, okay. Like those um, drums you used to have at school, where you used to stretch a, a piece of balloon over the top of a jar and you tap it and there you go, boom. Yeah, is it no. um, a jar? Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> that is an awesome sound. Would you like to hear the sound of me being put out of my misery? <laughs> <laughs> no, not really. So, I didn't think you would. Oh, to be honest, with you, I, think, I don't think you would have got it in a million years. Um, uh, bearing in mind, I have two daughters with long hair. It is a hair clip being opened and closed. What kind of hair clip is that? I can't even fathom what that could be. Boom. <laughs> yeah. It's a hair clip that goes... Well, I have one daughter, and she has hair clips, and none of them do that. It's, it's the, the ones that you kind of... You open up, and they're like like a V-shape. You slot it in place, and then close it. Well, like metal? Yeah. Oh, I was playing with one of them earlier today, but it just made a set of click sound. But what you didn't do was open it in front of a microphone. That is true. I didn't think of that. I think there's only been one armchair in in our episodes. Yes, the rest have been stealth armchair episodes. <laughs> <laughs> we had a rocking chair. Ah, but did you make more? I think I think I recorded more, and I thought I'd emailed them uh, out to the rest of the group, but maybe maybe I didn't, or maybe that uh, they didn't make the cut in the edit. I don't think I've heard more than one. No, well, I don't think something I've heard more to than look one. forward to. That that's something to look forward to. <laughs> yes, we can have the omnibus edition. <laughs> so, if there is going to be one uh, in, introduced into this episode, it will appear now or somewhere else. <laughs> And now, now is about ten minutes into the episode, or not. And at the three-minute point, I think we're going to pause for some music. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for making this so easy. Yeah. Well, maybe we should do some introductions now. <laughs> Welcome to episode eight of the Duffercast. Is there a word extraduction? <laughs> that would be painful. Outroduction, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's a medical term. And now for the extraductions. <laughs> Are there any sounds in Mark? No, uh, <laughs> no sounds in Denmark. Is that a perfect vacuum? Is that why? Yes. The only sound in Denmark is the the uh, combined wailing of lots of Marmite lovers. We need to do some editing there, Gavin, because that sounds like a bit of a rude word. <laughs> <laughs> Cutting all that out. That's. That's obscene. 
my view of Mar- Marmite is, uh, you know, the, the, the kind of stuff in an S-bend of your sink. Nice. Marmite is wonderful. I like Marmite. Yeah, but what I've seen you pour... The Danish from... don't. The Danish do. Yeah. It's just their government got some weird thing about it. Their government don't, yes. Yeah. It's to be fortified... Um, fortified food items. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we don't allow this stuff. I mean, uh, Red Bull only got introduced here a couple of years back. What they, about uh, things like cornflakes? Because they're fortified as well. <laughs> they might be other places, but not here. Do you mean Marmite is not allowed in Denmark? Yes, because uh, they add uh, vitamins and uh, it's not allowed. It's the same with uh, Red Bull. And Sandy Toxic. Uh, <laughs> is Sandy Toxic not allowed in Denmark anymore? Uh, apparently not. No, that's why. Wow. That's why we stuck with her. <laughs> yeah, she she took a vitamin pill and they booted her out. <laughs> <laughs> and Kim, have you even heard of Sandy Toxfig? Is that a, a name that's familiar to you? I have no idea who she is. Oh no! Oh, that's a complete waste of all those uh, little uh, little digs, there, isn't it? Yeah, she's um uh, a, a comedian and radio show quiz host. Uh, famous in Britain, or moderately uh, famous. You know she's a television quiz host as well. No, yeah, no. she she did um, she did a show called I think it was called A Thousand Things You Must Know. Um, but she's currently doing Fifteen to One on Channel Four. I had no idea. No, yeah. no. The only thing I know from is um, the news quiz on uh, Radio Four. Right? Can I just point something out? We are all duffers. Those of us that were were Brit based must remember number seventy three. No. Actually, you don't, uh, 73 is the next one in the year. Uh, 72 was better, but hey. Um, <laughs> no, uh, number 73 was a, was a kid's show um, on ITV on Saturday mornings. It kind of predated things like Live and Kicking. Do you remember, remember that? that? I remember the multicolored swap shop. And I remember it was. Oh, no, it I was after that. Was. I remember Tid was. No, it was after that as well. Uh, so it's you young duffers. It's your, your, this is after my time. I remember Lucy's show and Bonanza. Bonanza, Bonanza. Oh. that was awesome. Yeah, that that was. Sandy Toxvig was never in Bonanza. I know that. <laughs> <laughs> she was the sister card, right? I think you. I think you. Let's be honest. You can't be entirely sure that she's not been in an episode of Bonanza. It is possible. Um, Have you been <laughs> playing with the lawnmower again? Let me check her um, filmography. Look, Sandy Toxvig's a very nice lady. She's half Danish, half I um, thought she English. was entirely Danish. She was born in Copenhagen in 1958. You didn't let me finish. It's oh, half Danish, half, half... Oh, sorry, half, I shouldn't half, say that. Oh, yes, you know. Sorry, what was that? Half, half Danish half, what? Half Danish, half cowboy. Oh. <laughs> 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 That's almost like man, bear, pig. I hate to disappoint you, but she never appeared in Bonanza. That's what they want you to think. <laughs> but she did, she Conspiracy did, She did appear in, in a, a TV series in the 80s called Happy Families, where she played a character called Joyce Nightstick. Oh, that's not something I remember. Does Is anybody it, remember the Z cars, or am I am I too? Am I the oldest to remember? Oh, I remember watching Z cars. I remember it, and it had that whistly theme tune that I quite oh, like. Yeah. yeah, so I remember it. But I mean, the Z cars goes all the way back to the sixties, which uh, oh, I don't remember. Is Bonanza the one with Lauren Green in it? Is that Bonanza? Yeah, 
Yes. Oh, talking about Lauren Green and Bonanza, uh, one step away from that, Glenny Larson, the creator of Battlestar Galactica that Lauren Green was in, uh, the original one, uh, he died the other day. Glenn Larson died? Oh, dear. Glenn A. Larson died. Yes. Oh, he he kind of, like, created my favourite TV show of all time. Oh, I'm sorry to upset you, but I'm afraid he is. At the age of 77, he... uh, He's no longer with us. Oh, man, when was this? What, two, three days ago? I remember seeing his name on many, like, outros to different TV shows. November the 14th. Wow. Yeah, age 77. Not bad, um, not bad, not bad innings. Battlestar Galactica, Quincy. Magnum uh, P.I. Magnum P.I., BJ and the Bear. Oh, Knight Rider. Knight Rider. Rider. Yeah. Thank you, yes. Oh, that was a good series. Um... Magnum Fall Guy, Six Million Dollar Man. But was he involved wow. in Bonanza? I uh, know. Oh, no, okay. the, the only connection there is that Lauren Green appeared in Battlestar Galactica and Bonanza, which is the, the tenuous link. Ah, okay. Although the Battlestar Galactica wiki does actually have an entry for Ben Nelson. Oh, no, I'm thinking of. No, it's Bonanza we're looking for, isn't it? No, ignore me. Carry on. Morning. <laughs> yes, sir. I was a bit confused by that, but now I understand your confusion. Can you explain it to me? If anybody wants to find me, I'll be in the last place you would look. In a place where people used to be, a land that's called reality, you'll find me there. I won't be catching up on Reddit I won't be watching any news I'll let the planet spin without me Cause everything has been without me sometime And everyone will be alright If I'm not live by satellite It's a beautiful day, I'm running away Bother to Facebook Messenger, call me. Cause I'm living life in airplane mode and everything is okay. I just wanna play, unplug for the day and live in the moment. Cause I'm living life in airplane mode, yeah. I'm always drowning in the static. I'd rather swim in crystal seas. Battery's been running low I need to take it nice and slow For just a while You won't be hearing about my weather And you won't see my breakfast pics Videos of kitty cats All gussied up in pretty hats You'll have to not a tragedy I hope you don't get mad at me It's a beautiful day I'm running away Don't bother to Facebook Messenger Call me Cause I'm living life in airplane mode And everything's okay I just wanna play Unplug for the day And live in the moment Cause I'm living life in airplane mode Yeah Everywhere, but no one seems to get 
just want to play. I, I do believe at some point in the dim and distant you were talking about Blake Seven, or somebody was talking about Blake Seven. Yes, in the that show was, notes. That was oh. Gavin. Gavin had recently oh. rewatched yeah, oh, yes, Blake Seven. Yes, yes, yes. Um, yeah, it, it was. I, 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 I came across this link that that Morton, you know, Morton, very long name, the the, the Danish guy. Um, Target. No, Morton. Oh. Oh, Kim will tell us that his name. He's got a very, very long name. But Morton's uh, got you know on Google Plus he had interesting links and one of them was this link that had um all the um, episodes of blake seven in good quality on youtube and i happened to buy a a chromecast device the last Um, time i was back in the uk and bring it back with me and it made for a very pleasant evening sitting in front of the tv watching blake seven with this rather old-fashioned sci-fi and taking me back to my youth uh what is blake seven i have never heard of it Oh, you're in luck. <laughs> uh, well, my very, very short description is it would be um, about seven criminals stroke terrorists who are incarcerated and they escape and steal a spaceship called the Liberator that has technology beyond that of the Federation. And unlike Star Trek, the Federation are the bad guys that the terrorists, I think they're called the Terra Nostra. Oh, I don't know if those seven were part of the Terra Nostra. Uh, anyway, they steal the spaceship and then they get up to lots of hijinks and adventures and it's all uh, great fun. And then uh, something bad happens in the end. It's Jacqueline Pierce as Servalan. Oh, yes. Very memorably as well. Yes, uh, moves at the first heart. Do you know, does anyone else remember in the. I mean, I, Blake 7 dates back to the 70s, and uh, in, in, in Britain, you, anyway, you got the, the Avon lady, and this, this one of the main characters in Blake 7 was called Avon. And so. And my mum used to buy stuff off the Avon lady and was telling me that the Avon lady was going to come round. And I just was so disappointed when it wasn't server one. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so our advice here is, is, is go, you know, take a look. Um, and, and I've been watching a few episodes and, and, and the, um, the special effects are 1970s style, but, but still like, it's rather endearing. Yeah, and it, I mean, it, 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 it's, it's, if you like Doctor Who, it's of that kind of classic Doctor Who era as well. And a lot of the people who wrote it and worked on it are the same people, including the special effects. And you no, know, I think looking back at the special effects, you know, stack up pretty well. I mean, they're not up there with Star Wars or, or Battlestar Galactica, certainly, which is, uh, I was around at that time. But, you know, they had the little model of cities blowing up, and the Liberator looks kind of. Kind of groovy, I think. It's a nice model. Yeah. I I always remember the Liberator looking like the most awesome spaceship ever. You know, I'd I'd, I'd, I'd like to be quite interested to go go back and watch again, see see how it's held up. But I really loved that series at the at the time. Well, do you know I've actually met uh, Gareth Thomas? If I'd only met with him, I 
inadvertently holidayed with him. Please, Bleak and Bleak Seven. How do you how do you inadvertently go on holiday with someone? Well, I it was nineteen early nineties, and I went to a conference in Sicily, and it was about solar physics. And I got there before everyone else, and the only other person that could speak English staying at this hotel it was called La Perla Ionica, just outside Catania in Sicily. I don't know if it's still there. And I went down to the pool every day, and uh, and I was chatting to this guy, and I didn't know who he was and he said he was an actor working in a film called the sparrow and yeah i quite enjoyed chatting to him and then the conference everyone else arrived for the conference and i was at the bar one night and then somebody said to me who's that old geezer that you keep chatting to uh all the time he's, he's not part of the conference and i went oh i don't know he's some guy called gareth thomas <laughs> and then uh, somebody said what gareth thomas and i went yeah yeah he looks like he looks like Blake from Blake 7. I honestly hadn't clicked who he was. I had no idea. For days I'd been chatting away to him. And I zoomed off. And I arrived at the bar. And he stood there with his wife. And I went, you, you. And I suddenly got all tongue-tied. And his wife, I think, looked rather disappointed. He went, you've realised who he is, haven't you? Because I was a, a person of a, a scientist of a certain age. You know, <laughs> <Just> <laughs> right age to, to Blake 7. And he was, he was very nice about my spluttering autograph asking for uh, uh, antics. I'm just incredibly jealous. Indeed. Mm, but that's as far as it went. There was no uh, there was no development to the relationship. Well, except um, on the last day of the conference, we were looking for a... We'd heard there were good seafood restaurants to be had in this place. And uh, we, we, were, we were walking down trying to find a good seafood restaurant. And this van pulled up along me and all these... There was a few senior professors in my field were with me. And... And for some reason, they thought I would know where one was. I don't know why they thought that. So the onus was on me to find out. And then this guy stopped, leans out the window and says, hi, Andrew, how's it going? And I went, oh, you don't happen to know, Gareth, where we could find a, a good seafood restaurant. And, I, and he went, oh, yeah, there's a brilliant one just down there by the sea, uh, unsurprisingly. And, uh, <laughs> and then that went down very well because they all realized that it was Blake that gave us directions to the seafood restaurant. You didn't have to cross, you know, many light years of the universe to, to reach it. That's amazing. No, unfortunately, and we weren't served by Servalan. <laughs> I don't think they ever showed that series in Sweden. I remember another one, that the Space 1999. Oh, well, that was a um, Jerry Anderson, Anderson Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, Martin Landau. Yeah, I, I saw it, uh, I remember it back then, and then I saw it just a few years ago uh, on TV, and uh, it struck me, you know, the, the scenography and everything, it was pretty well made, I think. I mean, it was kind of typical of its era, but it was still really nicely done, I think. But it was made in England, I didn't know that. I thought yeah. it was American, so... Yeah, the cast were the cast were American. You're right, but uh, but yeah, I got a feeling that uh, I mean, Star Wars was mostly filmed uh, in uh, the the sets were filmed in in England, weren't they? Mm. I've got a feeling with Space 1999 that Jerry Anderson kept on trying to break into the US market, so he kept on bringing American actors over. You know, he he started a or. There was at least one series, and it may well have been Space 1999, where he brought in American actors in order to try and sell it into the US. Well, what I like, going back to Blake 7, what I really liked about Blake 7 was that 
they they were. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. I haven't seen it for a few years, but weren't weren't they really essentially described as terrorists or suspect or imprisoned as terrorists in the first episode? Blake certainly was. Blake Blake was uh, treated as a terrorist if I, if I remember rightly. Yeah, but that, but that was the whole point. Is the Federation fa- framed him as being a terrorist and the new year escaped. Yeah, but the Federation was this despicable organization. No, no parallels to be drawn. You know, current. You know, but... None whatsoever. No, no. You do know that uh, Rizik, uh, um said that the what we call the Fediverse. He prena- he said we should call it the Federation. Oh, that's good. Well, the Bagsy, I take the new name at Blake. Then okay, I'll ha- no, oh, no, 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 because the Federation with the um, no, because Blake Blake was in opposition to the Federation. So if you're on the Fediverse, you can't be at Blake. I'll go into one of the Pompeo servers then. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we heard that lecture or talk by Rizek or how he pronounced it, and he talked about, yeah, we just like a week ago started to talk about the Federation and, and we like looked at each other a bit and, um, well, we had we have said the Fediverse for quite some time now, so it felt a bit odd, not odd, but it's like they had discovered the Federate, um, Federation. Yeah, I, I remember somebody on um, uh, on it must be on Pompeo because I can't imagine this discussion happened in, in, in uh, GNU Social Fediverse. Uh, did seem to be saying that they were annoyed that we were that we were calling it or people were calling GNU, GNU Social Fediverse the Fediverse because they thought, well, you know, it should be you know something more specific. So I suppose that's why I sort of qualify it by saying the GNU social fediverse, although it's such a you know, such a cumbersome thing to say, you know. We call it the GNUiverse, but that just sounds horrible. Well anything with GNU sounds uh, horrible. But but not GNU through. It's said in a Scottish accent. GNU the through <laughs> Well I had to call my test account something. No, GNU through is brilliant, especially if you're Scottish. It just sounds like it sounds like a Scottish thing to say. Anyhow, what's the the next topic on our list? Well, the to- the the, pre- the topic before that on the list that we haven't specifically talked about is the comet landing. Oh, that that, that yes. Um. So I guess I I'll, I mean I watched it live. Um. Although with some difficulty because I tried to watch it on my laptop, but I don't have Flash installed and the ESA. I forget what the name of their was it live stream their live stream service wanted flash so I thought well, I'm not selling flash on my laptop so I filled my old laptop which did have flash on it and it would play a few seconds and then pause so I went upstairs to the computer and booted my son off his computer uh, which nice. was yeah I said look we can watch a comet land on not a comet land watch a comet land on Earth ah no we'll watch a lander. <laughs> land on a comet and he was like oh, okay I was watching a Super Mario Brothers video he said grumpily <laughs> but uh, had I been more truthful I said we can watch scientists looking at data on a comet lander which is actually what you got in the video but his flash uh, didn't do it fair any better um, so then I got my phone out and installed the live stream app and I think that worked and then froze so i was not at all and i had to sign up to it as well i had to sign up to create an account which really annoyed me and then i thought wait a minute i've had an idea i've got a television so i turned on the television 
<laughs> Welcome to the future. <laughs> proxy. And it's a proxy. A proxy, yes. It's called BBC News Twenty Four, where they weren't like they didn't have some reporter stationed outside the comet telling us what was going on, but they actually had that basically what I should have been watching on the on on, on the video feed, which is just scientists pointing and staring at the screen and looking confused. Um, and then they all started clapping, and then they tried to interview another scientist. Uh, but this scientist was in a studio next to the control room, so he didn't know what was going on other than he thought he should be happy. But he wasn't entirely sure, so it was a bit comical. But I didn't get to see the guy with the terrible shirt. Um, I, I missed that. But the but the, the washing machine li- washing machine-sized Filey lander did successfully land on the comet. Not once, but three times over the space of a few hours. They call that bouncing. Mm. Yeah, but it bounced very slowly. <laughs> Is it right that the 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 apparent weight of the um of the, of the probe of the, of the lander on the comet surface was one gram? Ah, well, um, why don't you talk for a bit, and I shall do some calculations and get back to you. Hang on. Well, I think you might be right. <laughs> what are we supposed to talk about? I, I don't know. I don't yeah. think he'd make any calculation. He just looks at Wikipedia. If you look at column E in the Duffercast show notes, you'll see that that is a slander on my calculations, which I'm probably going to get wrong. Is that the number one? It says one. Yeah, that's just the first step in the the involved (laughs) calculations. It was one comet. No, but but think about it. Just try to comprehend that they sent this thing out, you know, 10 years earlier, and then try to hit this you know, needle in a haystack 10 years later. It, 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 it's incredible. Yes. It is incredible when you think about all the things that could have gone wrong and the the minutest of calculation error would have caused the thing going off into a completely different direction and to its you know, inevitable demise. To say we've actually got on there and it's landed, okay, yeah, it landed a bit squiffy and the battery's gone dead, but still we got on it. That is beyond amazing. And then Twitter was filled with comments about that guy's shirt. Well, it oh. was a pretty awful shirt. I know, but still, we just landed yeah. a I mean, comet, yeah. uh, thing on a comet. Yeah, it was pretty amazingly yeah. uh, bad, the shirt. Uh, but, it, <laughs> but, but uh, oh, yeah, I have to agree that... I was at the Open University where some of these scientists were based. I was working there 10 years ago uh, before Rosetta was uh, launched. And and I remember them talking about it, and I, I wasn't involved in it myself, but colleagues of mine were, and it just sounded so outlandish. Even to me at the time, I thought I just sounds like that's not, surely that's not going to work. And of course, we had Beagle, the the rather underfunded but uh, quite uh, ambitious uh, attempt to put a, a British probe on the surface of Mars. Which was that the one that Blur's song two was supposed to be um, played when it landed. Yeah, it was, there was some association with Blur. I, I didn't yeah. quite understand that, but uh, you know, it was all the, sort of after the Cool Britannia thing. So it was all British, and you know, you know, fighting against the odds. But unfortunately, it didn't work. Sadly, um, it was it was a long shot, literally. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but this was this. Uh, Rosetta Filey thing was a properly funded ESA mission. Um, so, uh, but nevertheless, the, it is an amazing ach- achievement, and it, and it is—it's not just the ten years since it was launched, but you got to think it goes back probably a decade or maybe two before that. 
So entire, imagine an entire career of a scientist could really be involved in this. And so if it went wrong, um, you know, just imagine how gutted you would feel. Um, yeah, and you can sort of see why the chances of it working are quite high because a human being's entire working life, several human beings' entire working life is is, is dedicated to this kind of thing. Mm. But you, they like started like ten years ago. When did they decide like which comet they were going to land on, or did they know about this comet for a long time? I mean, does it? Well, its number is sixty-seven P, which means it's the sh- uh, short period comet, and it's the sixty-seventh one discovered. Um, so it must be quite a. You know, it's not a recently discovered comet, but I don't know why they selected it. Probably, almost certainly, I, I don't know the answer to that for sure. It's a good question. Well, I'll see if I can find out. But I think it would be because you'd have to budget for, you know, uh, a trajectory through space uh, that would minimize the fuel or you can make use of a, a planet's gravity or something like that. So I imagine that would be the deciding factor. They wouldn't pick, oh, which is our favorite comet. They wouldn't do it that way around. They would go for one that had a, an orbit that was easy to predict and not predict, but easy to get a space probe to. Yeah, but this isn't the first time it comes around or this particular comet. No, no, indeed not. No, it's a short period comet. So if uh, hang on a second. It's period is uh, 6.44 years. So, oh. yeah. Yeah, it's a is short that period quite comet. short? Oh, yeah. yeah, so the P, the, the, the designation 67P, refer, the P refers to it being a short period comet. I mean, you, a short period comet can be <laughs> hundreds of years. You know, Halley's Comet is a short period comet, for instance. Yeah, I saw Halley's Comet. I was actually in Australia. Yeah, that was 86 too. Yeah, I was in Australia and it was, I think, mostly visible on the southern hemisphere but but this comet we're never going to see with the um, naked eye yeah at least not not this time around i don't think yeah probably not we're not going to see it yeah let's be honest about it (laughs) was that 76 years or something no halley's halley's comet was 76 years yeah it was easily visible by without binoculars i remember this must be the really i mean biggest esa project ever uh well there's been some i suppose it's the most dramatic one but uh um the the soho mission which was a solar observing satellite i mean that was a in terms of size that was the size of a uh a bus i think it was huge it was a huge satellite maybe i exaggerate a bit there but it was you know a very successful mission i think that was mostly esa funded Um, yeah so i don't know if it's probably the most dramatic and ambitious space mission that you have undertaken. I think that's that's a fair comment. Anyhow, what's next on our list? Anything? We've got to the end of the show notes. That's a first. I feel empty. <laughs> I have a confession. Oh no. Oh yes. Shall we start oh, recording? No. Oh yes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I joined Facebook. Oh, oh I knew that. <gasps> yeah, that was an HPR episode. That's the, the show notes of the HPR episode were facebook.com. Yes, I saw ah, that. Yeah, 5150s. That was quite interesting. I almost thought of making like a comment, like an episode a bit about Facebook too, but I don't know. Forgive me, I have sinned. Was it good? <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, yes. <laughs> now, I joined it for some specific reason, mostly. So, uh, to make contact with other people in, yeah, in like health issues. But I've uh, connected with uh, some people I know otherwise, too. As Welcome to know. the dark side. That sounded really odd in my earphones. Yeah, that sounds... You have a good uh, radio voice, Dave. That's because I'm suffering from, well, just getting to the end of a cold. So it's sounded a bit like Barry White. Or not. I don't know. Do you I'm look like Barry White? People that no. um, haven't joined Facebook. Yeah, I never thought I would join Facebook, actually, but I did. The funny thing is that it was maybe a month ago, and my brother, he, he left Facebook a week <laughs> ago. I don't have time for that crap or something. <laughs> well, I have some really good news for everybody. Presents. We, we can be flattered again. Oh. Ask me what the problem was. What, what, was, was, the problem? what was the problem, Dave? Well, I'm glad you asked me that, Paul. I will tell you. Apparently, we received an email back in June to say that we needed to update our information, otherwise our account would be suspended. Oops. <laughs> so, oh, dear. So I've, I've, I've gone in and, and updated said information, and magically the flatter button now works. Wonderful. Boom. Do you guys know of any good podcast? <laughs> well, <laughs> now you mention it. No, um... I, I'll answer that one in a minute. Has anybody heard um, Johan V's Hacker Public Radio episode? Oh, or yeah. The yes. real reason to use Linux. I haven't yet, but I... I tell you uh, what, it's very good. Yes, very good. I even it commented is, it, on it. Yeah, it is very good. Because it kind of debunks all the, uh, you know, the apparent reasons. You know, it's quick to install. It, you know, it, it's, it runs quicker and all the rest of it. Um, it debunks most of those. And actually gives genuine reasons why somebody should use Linux. It's very, very interesting listening. That does sound that's that does sound very good. I remember mm. my point on the <clears throat> easy to install businesses. Operating systems are never easy to install. <laughs> the average person should never be expected to install an operating system unless that, they particularly choose to. That was the debunk. The whole point was that if you buy a machine that's got Windows on it, you shouldn't have to install uh, an operating system because there's one already there. We all have to remember that uh, McNally runs uh, Slackware, so installing is uh, somewhat more difficult. Oh, well, I actually would have to disagree with you there. Because it's, it's, not, uh, it's not Gentoo. <laughs> it's, uh, I can have a full Slackware installed within a probably in a virtual a machine in my laptop. No, no, I would, <laughs> I would say, I would say, knowing what I'm doing, just take a full, the full installation, mm, five to ten minutes. In a virtual machine in my and laptop. How many times have you installed Slackware? <laughs> Just what I was going to ask. Um, quite a lot. You know, well, all... <laughs> Does that not tell you something? <laughs> well, my problem is that I have to install it on each computer that I get, and I have quite a lot of computers. Uh, uh, it crashes after one week, and I have to reinstall it. <laughs> no, it's like what that Greek myth, the one that rolls a rock up a hill and then it rolls down forever. You're thinking of rolling releases of distros. <laughs> <laughs> no, Those are the best that? ones. No, what's that myth? Oh. Uh, it's not Prometheus, is it? You're punished for bringing back fire? Or is that someone else? No, Prometheus was the, um, the Vulture on the liver. Um, oh, nice. oh, 
I have just similarly realised who you mean, and I go, oh, and I'm thinking of an old advert firm, Lager in the UK, that, that featured that myth. Back, oh, can't remember his name. Is that your classical schooling? TV ads. Well, on other news, if <laughs> if you look at the show notes spreadsheet, you see that I've estimated that the, the uh, Filey Lander's mass equivalent on Earth would be 6.8 grams. Yeah, although that, that, I'm just using total ballpark figures here, so that's like order of magnitude, meaning to within a factor of 10. So I would say a gra- you know, it's grams. Yeah, so, so less than an ounce is what you're saying. <laughs> Yeah, if I knew what an ounce was, but yeah, <laughs> not very much. Please, uh, this that calculation should be like an image in the for the episode, maybe. Would okay, be can I check it first, just to make sure I haven't made some catastrophic error <laughs> before you feel the it. pressure? Well, I've assumed that the comet is ten kilometers across. It's got the density of frozen water ice. And the Filey Lander has a mass of 100 kilograms. So it's all ballpark figures, but should be. I think it's right. So you're saying that the, 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 the value of G, so the, the, the effective pull of gravity on the comet, is 6.6 times 10 to the minus 11? No, that's the, that's the universal constant of gravitation. Uh, hang on a second. Let me find oh, okay. the, the line that you're after. Is uh, Hang on. Yeah, so the, the, the gravitational acceleration on the comet is 0.000667 right. meters per second per second squared. And the Earth, uh, the, assuming we're all on the Earth, we're exp- experiencing a gravitational acceleration of about 9.8 9.82, meter. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. Everyone knows <laughs> that, yeah. <laughs> Although in the calculation, I've actually got 9.8, so you'll forgive me for that, Dave. I, I think you're permitted a certain margin of error. You slackware after all. Well, why am I suddenly getting slagged off for slackware? I have you know, I have you know that I have been asked by a member of the Fediverse to record uh, uh, an HPR episode about his very positive experience of switching over to slackware, and I wasn't even trying to convert him. You're trying to turn it into slagware. <laughs> Look, what I get up to on a Friday night in those bars. <laughs> what about quackware? That Saturday morning at the Duck Pond, again. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Entirely his own business. Yeah, but Smack duffers uh, feed the ducks, and the, that's a very duffery activity. Yes, yeah, the parents of the small children do see it as, as not just my own business, but there you go. Mm. But speaking of HPR, I, uh, uh, not all of us have made an episode. Uh, I've made an episode. Oh, I haven't published it yet. Oh, well, you should know we've made an episode because you're the one that actually insisted that we did it, Michael. Oh yes, that's true. Mm. So it, it's in it's in mid edit. Uh, uh, send the royalties to me. <laughs> yeah, every pay, every I tell you what, every penny we Patent. make on that episode will go to you. Ooh. What you've done a, a duffer cast special for the book uh, for the book. Cha-ching! <laughs> 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 bugger cast. <laughs> uh, you've done a, a duffer cast special for HPR. No. Oh, no, right. but that's a good. I- that's a good idea. We're not that senile. <laughs> that that would be a good idea. Um, you know, you know those reprobates over at Crivins have already done such a. Th- uh, not Crivins, the other one, Tux Champ. No, 
Yes. Touch Jam. Yes, that was my times. idea, strangely enough. Well, the, the rule is, though, that it must be specifically for HPR. We can't just yes. take... Yeah, that, that uh, Ken was quite clear about that. Also, can I suggest that we Duffers congregate on the HPR uh, New Year show, perhaps? You know, we, we all turn up at the same time and, and bore everyone to death. Well, yeah, I want, to, I want to join it sometime, yeah? Yeah, well, I'll certainly try and be there. Um, but, but it kind of depends on everybody else in the house. But Dave, you've been on the New Year's show. I've been on there you? for the last two years, yeah. But literally only for about five minutes, maybe twice or three times. Maybe it was quite funny, actually, because um, I wanted to get the kids on there. Um, and I, I posted into the into the chat room. They gave plenty of warning. Um, please note, children coming onto the, um, uh, on, onto the live stream, please would you mind moderating your language? So I left it for a second. And then turn the stream on, and the first thing's like, fuck, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so the, fa- the, the, the kids' faces were an absolute picture. Uh, feel free to bleep that one out, um, Gavin. Oh, certainly not. I don't do any of that nonsense. What, editing? <laughs> <laughs> oh, bleeping. Oh. Bleepings can be go- made for a funny effect. There is like an old... I think by now quite old, like YouTube video where the, the, there is from the Muppet show. Do you remember the Count? He always does some mathematics. Is like a vampire, like Dracula. I love the Count. The Count with the Count. Yeah, and then they, he's singing that song. Uh, uh, and then, uh. they, then they have replaced every, every time you say Count, they replaced it with a beep. <laughs> it's hilarious. <laughs> you should watch it. Oh yeah. What was it that Jezra said? Um, what's the word that he always used to put in as a as an over edit for swear words? Oh, unicorn. Unicorn. That was it. Yes. Although the credit should go to Windigo, apparently. Oh, okay. Was, uh, right. Fair enough. Well, I think yeah. being being a du- the Duffer cast, I think we should probably replace it with someone breaking wind or something. Windycast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but then Windigo will take credit for that one as well. But there, there are there are old fashioned words that we could call duffer swear words like piffle, for example. <laughs> I've never heard that one. Poppycock, fudge, fudge well, cakes. Poppy, yeah, well, poppycock's got cock in it actually. Hmm. That was a bit of a cock up. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like the term tomfoolery. I, I, I always like that term. Gobbledygook. Actually, that yeah, sounds yeah. rude. I like in the Simpsons. Uh, Montgomery Burns. Uh, the, the, is that the name of the guy, the boss nuclear power yeah, plant? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he, <laughs> he refers in one episode to nincompoopery. <laughs> I'm sure he's used the word piffle before. Yeah, I'm sure that sounds like... Ooh, him, what's yeah. piffle? Boulder dash. <laughs> so if we do a special HPR episode, there should be like a theme to it, I suppose, or... Yeah, well, it has to be. Yeah, well, actually, the duffer. duffer. Well, maybe we should slippers, <laughs> pipes, retro technology. Our first computer, slide rule, or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, I never really used a slide rule. No, I didn't. I never. I, I, I was kind of just just after that stage. No, no, I I did did encounter logbooks at school, but oh, yeah. we never really had to use them. Uh, we just had to sort of. They were shown to us as. This is what you used to have to do, so be careful, or you might have to do it again. I have one of those for my car. <laughs> I think you, it's a V5C. I think you'll find. No, not a slide rule. Catch up, Gavin. You have a catch up. You have catch up on your car. <laughs> yes. 
Mm, oh, you are saucy. <laughs> Isn't that a bit? Isn't that a bit artsy fartsy? Yes. Ah. All right. It's nearly two hours. I I, I have to get <laughs> up at six o'clock in the morning. Are you sleeping in then? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> are you saying you want to keep going? I mean, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Isn't this a New Year's show, or am I? Yeah, we just keep going for another two and a bit months. <laughs> no, one and a bit months. This, this is next year's New Year's show. The longest podcast ever. Well, last year, I think they kept on for like two more days or something. They, they doubled it. It was, it, was designed, it was supposed to be 26 hours, and I think they, were, they kept it going for at least another 26 beyond that, which is quite an achievement. Yeah, are you sure it wasn't that the, uh, you know, they weren't filibustering in the, <laughs> in the Senate or something? <laughs> Probably. That's not to say that it was twenty-six uh, hours of, of of quality. It did just people, lots of gun talk and stuff. They probably just relayed the original twenty-six hours, and no one noticed. It would be fun to join, but it's hard maybe to sync. But if we could join at the same time, it would be quite an achievement. Well, the the the, the, the start is um, will be GMT plus fourteen, so that will be. Uh, 10 a.m. on the 31st um, UTC. So any time from then up until um, midday UTC, January the 1st. A.m. Is that in the morning? I never remember. Yeah, it's 10 in the morning until until midday the following day. So 26 hours of spread. We should try to join at the same time, yeah. That'd be good. Effectively, a a duffer cast takeover. A duffer over. (laughs) (laughs) that sounds a bit rude that'd be brilliant Uh, I've just got a bit of news for you I've revised my calculation and it's now down to less than one gram Uh, I checked and the density I put in was too high and I assumed that the comet was cube shaped but I've now updated to use the very famous formula for calculating the volume of a rubber duck (laughs) yes Yeah, yes, crackers. Do we have a title for this episode, by the way? We usually think of one during the show, but I think lately we've been like a bit remiss. It has to be based on something that we've said, I think. Yeah. What did Kim say that was was controversial? Something about Slackware. Yeah, oh yes, that's it. The pain of making tea (laughs) with Slackware. Actually, I have it in a uh, T-shirt from uh, Linux Outlaws. They uh, they had one saying, uh, "Slackware: the pain of making tea." <clears throat> All right, eleven o'clock. Time time enough for me. Well, shall I do the honors then? Uh, thank you very much indeed for listening to the Duffercast. Uh, if you want to find out more about us and what we do and well, the boring stuff really, uh, oh, you'll find us at duffercast.org. <sighs> That wasn't a very good vote of confidence, was it? Yeah. It was boring yeah. stuff. You said boring <laughs> stuff. I just wanted to. And when you yawned at the end, as if even <laughs> you thought it was dull. <laughs> if we want it was to just call it an illustration. Cast. This is a multimedia production. Oh, and flatter us. Yes. Now that you can. Okay. Good night, everybody. Good night. Good, good, good night. night. Good night. Thanks for joining Thank, us, Kim. Thanks, Kim. Good. Bye, yes. Kim. And everyone else. Bye.
The Creative Commons music use was Jazzar with The Wrong Way, Lorenzo's music, We All Fall Down, Josh Woodward and Airplane Mode. The public domain music used was French Accordion with Brise Napolitaine. <laughs>